you you've spoken to Kelvin Sampson. Does this kind of thing catch you by surprise? Well, you know, it, it is out of left field in the sense that uh, of any pool of candidates that you would initially put together, he's not on that list. But that doesn't mean he's a bad find. As a matter of fact, I think this would actually be a great find for the Orlando Magic. It is out in left field, but you look at what Kelvin Sampson has done has done over the course of his career, Nick, and you consider that he does have the NBA experience, six years of NBA experience as an assistant, then you couple that with the troubles that he's had at the collegiate level. What problems are we talking about? Of course, recruiting violations. This all adds up to a guy, much like Billy Donovan from my alma mater at the University of Florida, that really wanted to get away from everything else that you have to deal with in college basketball and just wanted to coach basketball. Now, Calvin Sampson, by his own doing, was forced back down to the lower ranks because of his misgivings. But now, if he has, in fact, earned the right to become an NBA head coach and do away with all the extra baggage that uh, college coaches have to deal with, you're getting a guy, potentially, that has a proven track record of turning things around. Yeah, he did at the University of Oklahoma. He's done so, and he he would have at Indiana had he stayed longer than just the two years, has done so as well at the University of Houston. Now, Mark, Billy Donovan made that jump to the NBA when he was, what, in his late 40s. Kelvin Sampson is 61, 62, 62 years old. Uh, what, what can, I mean, that that is a little old for a guy to be making his first jump to the NBA. You were around him. Uh, what's his energy level like? How is this guy just as a person who'd be coming in here that needs to lead a rebuild and what's looking to be a very long rebuild? You know, in in, in my interview with him back in February, as uh, UH University of Houston was preparing for a tournament run, they were twenty one and six and in the top twenty five. And uh, you know, I found him to be an infectious personality, very energetic. I remember saying after the interview that I'm buying what he's selling. And, you know, you you knew all the baggage heading into that interview. I I actually asked him, uh, Nick, all of the tough questions, all of the tough questions, and uh, and he didn't shy away from any of them. uh, You know, and, and what's interesting to me is consider the parallels between what he has to do, what he had to do at UH and what he might have to do in Orlando. UH is a back page story in Houston. They're like the little engine that could. When they do something great, uh, when Tom Herman is in town and they beat Oklahoma, oh, everyone has a little feel-good spirit, right? Uh, you know, have a beer for in honor of UH. But they're not the passion of the city. They're not the heartbeat of the city. Much like when I lived in Orlando, UCF was a backpage story in Orlando when I lived there. Uh, so I asked him about the challenges of trying to become noticed, trying to move, remove yourself from the back page in a major city. He'd have a similar challenge in Orlando when you consider the futility of the Magic, my, you know, the, the team that I root for and cheer. I'm, am I allowed to say that on the radio, Nick? Yeah, yeah, am yeah. Am I allowed you're to fine say that. that I root for and cheer the Orlando Magic? I mean, they, they've been my NBA team for, you know, 20 plus years now. So, um, you know, it, it, you realize what's happened to the Magic. It makes you sad what's happened to the Magic. And the experience that Kelvin Sampson has here in Houston, helping them become noticed in a city where it's very hard to do so, will serve him very well in a city like Orlando, where I get the sense that the fan base is a bit disenfranchised.
Mark Ryan from Sports Radio 610 in Houston joining us here on Live Local and Loud. Mark, uh, the buzzword from Magic players at the end of the season was the word accountability. We need a coach that's going to hold us accountable. We need more accountability in our locker room, though. I do love players that are making millions of dollars talking about needing somebody standing over their shoulder to hold them accountable. Uh, your feeling on Kelvin Sampson, is this a guy that could walk into an NBA locker room, gain respect of players, be able to hold players accountable like he would have to in Orlando? I, I, I believe the answer is absolutely so. And again, he has the experience of six years as an assistant in the NBA uh, at, at University of Houston, uh, Nick, in the four years prior to his arrival, the team was a 500 team, 63 and 62 to be exact. Uh, now listen to the records in the four years with Kelvin Sampson, 13 and 19 in year one, 22 and 10 in year two, 21 and 11, followed by 27 and eight this year. That's right. They got better each and every season. Not only that, but there was a point in the second round game against Michigan who made it all the way to the final where UH had a 97% chance of winning the game. They were up by two and on the free throw line with three seconds left in the game. Missed two free throws. You probably know the rest. Michigan hits a miracle three at the buzzer. They rally to go all the way to the championship game. Here in Houston, everyone was wondering that everyone was saying that could have been us. That could have been us against Villanova in the national championship game. They played lights out in the tournament. The recruiting was better. The camaraderie was better. The teamwork was better. You're getting a guy with experience and winning experience at all levels. The baggage is the recruiting violations. But what is that equivalent to in the NBA? Nothing. Tampering? I mean, there aren't major violations for tampering in the NBA, right? Who cares if he tampers a little bit? You tamper a little bit, I tamper a little bit. Nick, who, who really cares about that? I, I think he'd actually be a really good fit. That guy who's, you know, whose shine is a little bit dinged, but a guy who can coach, right? He can coach. I mean, he's not quite to the level of villain that Bobby Petrino is in college football, but the, the, the ding to the reputation is there. If he really wants to move past that, I think the NBA is a great place to do it. And, I, I, you know, in terms of who the Magic get to turn the ship around to create a culture change, I don't think there could potentially be a better fit than Kelvin Sampson. Once I heard the name, once I heard that he'd be interested, to me that's a no-brainer top choice for the Magic Nick. That is uh, that that is quite the reaction, Mark. That was not quite what mine was. It was more, it, it was more who uh, because I've not heard Kelvin Sampson's name, of course, associated with the NBA since what 2013. Now he was he was on Scott Skiles' staff there in Milwaukee. He was with Jeff Weltman and John Hammond when they were there with the Bucks. What kind of a personality would you expect from a guy like Kelvin Sampson uh, in in terms of him being in that locker room? As I said, accountability would be a big thing, a guy that can kind of push this team of young players that we've seen a lot of quit in over the last, especially four or five years. Yeah, and, and that's what you didn't see with the University of Houston. And let's let's be honest about something here, Nick. Whether you're talking about life or sports, changing a culture is one of the most challenging things to do, right? Uh, in addition to working for Sports Radio 610, I teach a media class at a high school here in Houston. And the culture of the high school sucked when I got here in the, in the media department. Um, it's a bunch, a bunch of students that didn't come from much and didn't believe they could do anything cool. And my whole goal the first year was to begin to change the culture, right? It's so hard to do that, though. Because the, those beliefs, those behaviors 
are entrenched and they're ingrained. When the losing starts, you kind of check out because you don't want to experience the pain. And, you know, Jameis Winston is tasked with trying to change a losing culture in Tampa. He can't stand the losing in Tampa. It's the same assignment Kelvin Sampson will have there. He's an intense guy. He demands accountability. He's very positive. He's very energetic. And the track record suggests, Nick, that he can get those results, that he can change that culture. Should Magic fans expect playoffs in year one? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. No, there, but there, Red, there, Red Auerbach wouldn't talent. do that. Yeah, Red Auerbach exactly. wouldn't do that. There's a dearth of talent on that team right now. But given time, which is what Frank Vogel didn't have, you would see the results. Again, year one in Houston, 13 and 19. You think anyone at UH was saying maybe we hired the wrong guy? Perhaps. Year two, 22 and 10. Okay, so you give him time. You allow him to, to build the team in his image. You're going to see great results here. And, Nick, I'm telling you, man, I am 100% and fully behind his name attached to the Magic. That would be a fantastic hire. Well, quite an endorsement from Houston. Mark Ryan of 610 Sports Radio there in uh, the Lone Star State. Mark, really do appreciate the time, man. Uh, we'll talk to you down the road here, and uh, maybe we'll, uh, we'll have Kelvin Sampson here in town in the next couple of weeks. Thanks, man. It'd be incredible. Nick, thanks so much.